Listener Production. Two colourful, loopy, fruity rings of deliciousness on the nutritional ladder of healthy living. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Massive show today, Matt O'Kine. We have a very fearless individual on the program, but... What is scarier? A man who has faced down the New Zealand All Blacks doing a haka and now is uh, trying to face down a few people in suits in the Australian Senate. Mr David Pocock jumping up on the show. Yeah, that's right. And uh, look, last time we spoke to David, I was very apologetic about the time I caught up with him in Perth where I was... uh Seemingly a little bit drunk and trying to tell him how to do his job <laughs> as captain of the Australian rugby team. What did you tell him again? Oh, uh, you know, I was telling him about, you know, I mean, what people don't understand about Australian rugby is that it's a business, you know, and I'm like, what do I know? I don't know anything about Australian rugby. Anyways, he was very polite about it. And I'd like to say that I think it was training mm. for the job that he's trying to undertake now because if there's any job in the world where people will try to tell you how to do your own job, it's politics. That's right. But can he, uh, like myself, do something that hasn't been done before in the electorate and that is get an independent in? It remains to be seen. We're going to have a chat to him later on to see how he's feeling ahead of the election. It's coming up around May, approximately. Yeah, sometime. We'll dig into when that happens and why. We don't exactly know yet, but we've also got another massive show for you. I had a friend catch up with us again, Alex Dyson, uh, one that caused me to miss a meeting, so we'll uh, we'll dig into that a little bit later on. Let's do it then, shall we? It's all day breakfast. Happy Wednesday. It's Matt and Alex. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Funny, Alex Dyson, I don't remember sending out the invite. But <laughs> nevertheless, our good friend Barry <laughs> turned up. ERSVP'd. Oh boy, oh boy. People don't usually come around uninvited anymore, but he just drops on by for a um, cup of tea and a few bickies. I remember back in the day, we used to be like Barry Crocker, our family, the Dyson family, pop around our place. Old Ian Dyson, little Boston bun under the arm, and uh, <laughs> just knock on the friend's door like, "Oh, it's a pop in, pre mobile yeah, phone." Yourself at home, exactly right. Now, if anyone knocks on my door, they're a criminal. <laughs> if I don't know anything about it, I assume they're a criminal. Yeah, had a big, you know, meeting, important meeting, mm-hmm. doing some work, and you know, big companies involved, important clients, bit of cash on the table. Let's just say. I ironed a shirt. <laughs> For a Zoom meeting or an in-person meeting? <laughs> no, it was an in-person meeting. Oh, ironed the shirt. Well, did you have to buy an iron to then iron your shirt? <laughs> or or is, am I just the only host on this show that doesn't own an iron? Um, no, I probably haven't properly ironed shirts for, you know, about mm. two years. And most of my interactions go, you know, is basically leaving the house to go pick up Sophia from daycare. Yeah. And we get into this sort of routine and I, and I can't stand it, I have to tell you. I mean, every time we get home from daycare, Sophia, I unclip her from the back seat and then Sophia looks at me and goes, close the door, right? Now, this is some sort of code for then when I close the door, she hops into the driver's seat and pretends to drive. She thinks it's very funny. And she's, she's all, and so she's like, you sit in the passenger seat. And it's like, okay. So I sit in the passenger seat and she sits there. We should going, clarify the car is stationary and turned off. The car off is very much parked. I've got, okay. I've got my bag with the key out so it can't be started, <laughs> all that stuff, right? Yep. So 
I sit there and she goes vroom, vroom, vroom and pretends to drive. And now she started to learn that there's little mirrors behind the sun visors. Oh, so you pull down the visor. You pull down the visor. If you slide across the little, it opens up a little mirror and next to the mirror Mm. are some lights. Yeah, usually the visors, it's it's got a mirror and it's huntsman storage just behind there. (laughs) (laughs) It's where you store your huntsman when you go for a drive. So Sophia always likes to open up the little mirror with the lights. Then she's decided to discover that the there's a button above the rear view mirror that turns on the inside light of the car. Okay. All right, now she does this many afternoons and I sit there just desperately wanting to go upstairs. I get so sick of it. I say, please, can we just go upstairs? Says, no, no, I want to do this. Vroom, vroom, vroom. You put down your visor and I just sit there and I just wait and I wait for it to be over. And so when I finally get the chance to get out of the car and go upstairs, I take it and I run. Yep. She'll say, okay, we've arrived. And I'm like, great. Then I run. Great. One star. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm getting ready for my meeting. Ironed the shirt, looking good. I know exactly how long it takes to drive to the office that I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Go downstairs to the car. Uh-oh. All the lights still on. Uh-oh. Seems after we got out of the car, Barry took a ride around the block. I pressed on, it just goes... Oh, no. And it was raining outside, like raining so much. Yeah. Sydney has been copping it recently. And I just, I've, I was so angry with myself more than anything, you know? And Sophia was in the back of the car because I was going to drop Sophia at daycare and oh. then go to my meeting. And I just turned around and I was like, I didn't, I, I wanted to just be like, this is all your fault. You want to unload. But, but actually, I did, all I could do is talk to the man in the mirror because it was all my fault. Mine least, and Barry's. At least you know where the mirror is now. Um, dear, oh dear, so (laughs) did you make it on time? What did you do? You get onto the, what do they have in New South Wales, NRMA? Yeah, NRMA came. And look, there was a little thing about when he came, because it's been so wet in Sydney, he drives in. He was like an hour late, right? And I don't blame him because the rain must have just destroyed so many cars. And he just drove in and he goes, oh, my God, you don't know how good it is to be undercover right now. (laughs) And I was like, this is like the tiniest perk yeah, of your yeah, job. Yeah. But he was just so happy. And he just cruised into the undercover car park and yep. just and was so cheerful about it all. It was like nine o'clock at night by the time he came round. But it, yeah, he was such a champion about it. Restarted the car. And then oh, I just right. sat so in you my went car. to the meeting and everything. I went to the meeting via, you know, Uber and then yep. came back and then got it done at nine o'clock. Yeah. And I had to sit in my car for an hour while it and running While it. While it recharged the battery so that I could go to my meeting the next day. But we got through. But I asked you on our Instagram, why'd you miss a meeting? <laughs> Carly Beast had forgotten, went for a late lunchtime run. And Claudia says, missed a meeting because I was looking through the Instagram account for the Royals trying to find their first ever post. <laughs> you can't just say that, can you? You cannot just say that. Sorry, guys. Swamped. I was swamped. <laughs> Just trying to find Harry and Megan's very first post or whatever it was. Oh, down and down. <laughs> Just down. scrolling down. Goodness uh, me. Yeah. Well, literally, both senses of the word try to get to the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let us know if you've missed a meeting for any reason. This is Matt and Alex. Oops. Now, Matt, I'm not one for conspiracy theories. 
Oh, what? <laughs> what is this? I, and you know um, I am. Yeah, I, I know love you a conspiracy are. theory. For years you've been trying to convince me that there's an underground Nazi city called New München on this flat <laughs> world of ours. <laughs> Yeah, you get there via. There's, it's either, I think there's a tunnel that connects it from Argentina through to the Antarctica. I got no time for that. Absolutely not. I was scrolling the gram the other day, and I came across the Instagram of a um, biologist who I follow, who's awesome. puts up some great photos, some incredible animal facts. What the dinosaurs don't exist? No, none of that sort of stuff. But I think the conspiracy theories are getting so wild that <laughs> if you address them directly. It just seems as if, like, I'm even getting nervous <laughs> because it just sounds like something. I'll give you an example, okay? Because they put up this um, tile that just says, climate change is not a cover-up for engineered weather modification. <laughs> oh. And I read that and I was just like, hmm, that sounds like someone who was engineering the weather. Would say. Would say. <laughs> climate change is not a cover-up for engineered weather modification. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Because addressing it directly is so, it, like, almost validates it as well. And I'm like, I don't know. What do you What do you reckon? What is the weather being, you know, genetically modified? They're talking about chemtrails, saying this is false. They're talking about cloud seeding, which is, um, there is no evidence that that works. I only heard recently, I was doing some writer's rooms with some people from all over Australia. We were in different states and everything. Mm. And um, and suddenly you heard this, boof, boof, boof. I was like, is it hailing where you are? What's going on? Is there a huge thunderstorm? She said, oh, no, it turns out that um, some of the farmers here have those hail guns that disperse the hail clouds or something. Oh, my God. I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> They're like, yeah, hail cannons, they disperse. Sounds like old man shoots at cloud. <laughs> Here we go. This is what Wikipedia says. Um, a hail cannon is a shockwave generator claimed to disrupt the formation of hailstones in the atmosphere. Oh, my goodness. And, I mean, didn't they do it at the Beijing Olympics? Didn't they send some, <sighs> you know, like rain-stopping stuff know. over there? I mean, the only conspiracy we need to look into is the Bermuda Triangle, obviously. I mean... The plane's disappearing there. Sure, it's been quiet recently, but in year three, <laughs> reading those books in the library, you're like, why is no one looking into this? I, I feel like the Bermuda Triangle was such a lie. <laughs> like, I don't understand why I spent so much of my childhood caring mm. about this place because nothing has happened in that place for such a long time. Yeah, but yeah, just reading this, I'm just like, when have you protested too much? By saying, you know, either climate change is not a cover-up for energy weather modification. But when you, you know, you know when you start denying something so heavily, people mm. are like, oh, well, it must be true. I remember um, growing up, my dad called me in for dinner and I was late and I walked, walked into the kitchen and he goes, what are you doing up there? Pulling the pud. I'm like, what? <laughs> Pulling the pud? What do you, what do you mean? He's like, you know, um... <laughs> Was he accusing you of having a touching yourself? Yeah, what are you pull, what are, I don't know if it was an old expression or something. He's like, "What have you been doing? Pulling the pud?" <laughs> and I'm like, I just remember like furrowing my brow and just going, "No, I wasn't pulling the pud." <laughs> um, I mean, I was. Uh, oh wait, what? what? <laughs> Oh, whoa. I was. Man, I need a hail cannon to break up that <laughs> sentence. I, don't, I didn't need to hear that. 
I was pulling the put at the time, but I, I was pretty sure that I protested it so ferociously <laughs> and, you know, was so angry that someone would say that that um, I think I got away with it at the time, which was pretty good. Well, I mean, I remember joking about being a flat earther so much that after a while I was like, I wonder if I should look into this whole thing. Like, it's kind of my brand now. I should probably back it up a bit more. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is Matt and Alex. All right, Matt, we love first-time amateur politicians here on All Day Breakfast because, well, one of us is one, okay, me, but (laughs) there is another one who is entering the ranks in 2022 who has leadership credentials out the wazoo. He is captain of the Australian Wallabies. He is a conservationist. He is uh, an all-round legend, Mr David Pocock, joining us on All Day Breakfast. G'day, David. Matt and Alex, so good to be with you. I'm still not exactly across. Are you guys in the same election? Like, what is going? <laughs> like, I mean, I know that you're in Canberra, and Alex, you're going to be in Victoria. But is it? Are you both going in the same? Is it the Senate? Is the House of? Re- I, I I don't understand anything. So Alex wants to be a big dog, member of Parliament, uh, and I'm running for the Senate. Yeah, lower house, green room for Alex, David Pocock in the red room, which has less members end up getting voted in. There's only two from the ACT. Yeah. So the one you're going for, David, only two people will be ending up in. But the Senate's interesting because it does, usually, it's a minority government, and so there is a lot more wheeling and dealing with the smaller parties you might have seen in previous years, the Fishers and Shooters Party, the Motoring Enthusiast Party, One Nation, Darren Hinch, Clive Palmer, these, these sort of independents or very micro parties get in. David, what are you hearing when it comes to uh, the makeup of the 2022 Australian Senate? Everyone I've spoken to says that there's almost no chance that there'll be a majority and it'll, you know, the balance of power will be will held by the crossbench. As to what that looks like, that's the question. You know, it could be Pauline Hanson, Clive Palmer, or it could be myself and a few other independents. So I guess that's the great thing about our democracy is we do have these sort of checks and balances. We have the Senate actually reviewing the policy that's coming through, ensuring that this actually is good for Australia, squares with what people want. I've certainly enjoyed learning more about the Senate. I thought I knew a bit about politics, but I've learned so much. And, you know, I think it's really highlighted just how much more I think all of us have to learn about elections and how it actually works. You know, mm. when people talk about preferences, like what's actually happening there? How, how does that work? Yeah, it's one of the really interesting things talking to people because it is a little bit misleading because you listening, you voting, are able to put your preferences wherever you want. You know, in particular in the lower house, if you say the Liberals are giving their preferences to Clive Palmer, for example, mm-hmm. that merely means that on the Liberals' how to vote card... They're suggesting that if you would like to vote the way they would want you to vote, mm-hmm. you put a number two in Clive Palmer and a number three in Dysos and the number four in Labor and number five, the Greens, for example. I'm yep. not sure what, what they're doing. But when you turn up on voting day, you've got your grey lead. You can put it anyone, wherever you want. It's your vote. You get to distribute yeah, it where you want. And so assume, right? it really suits the politicians currently that uh, they don't realise that's how it works. Mm. So... 
Do you have people who are going, oh, you're just a rugby player, it's not political, you know what I mean? Because like, remember back in the day, like not back in the day, but that always seems to be the argument that people say, oh, mm. you're a sports person, stay out of politics, mate, you know, just run the ball, mate. <laughs> Do you still cop that? Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the things that you come up against as, I don't know if I'm still a young person, but as like not an older person, is people say, oh, you don't have the experience for politics. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, if to be a politician, I think 20% of them are lawyers. It's like, yeah, if that's a requirement, I don't have the experience. But I think what we need in politics is new voices, different voices, people that bring other experiences and can actually, you know, provide a different point of view on what is so crucial for the future of, of all of us. And I guess the other thing you're coming up against is people saying, well, what can an independent do? But I think that's really shifting. You've got people in there who aren't tied to a party. They get into parliament and can just go into bat for their community. And that's what I want to do here in Canberra. Well, David Pocock, an absolute pleasure to chat to you once again. Thank you for jumping on All Day Breakfast. I'm going to ask you a question that I got asked uh, while I was in a meeting with about Ooh, six people. Okay. I just said, i got to go to the next meeting. You know, we're about out of time. And um, I got asked, all right, just one more question. I go, all right, just nice and quick. Um, what's your policy on the economy? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I have been stumped so many times. But, you know, the great thing about being independent is you don't have to have all the answers. You Mm. can say, well, I don't know, but I'm going to go and find them for you. Perfect. Well, look, you had all the answers here for us today, David Pocock. So thank you again. Congratulations on taking the step forward and saying, hey, look, I think I can do this. And uh, all the best for your independent uh, candidacy run for the Senate. When is the election? It's happening in May, is it? Yeah, May sometimes. So a quirk in Australia where the government gets to set the date with all these sort of rules around. It can't be later, I think, than May 21st, but you can't announce it with more than 30 days' notice. Um, It has to be on a Saturday. They're just trying to find the cheapest deals on um, whatif.com so that they can (laughs) book the holiday, you know. They're looking for the best price. They see where the cheap Hayman Island uh, resorts are on what weekend and they're like, yeah, it's that. It's the Saturday before that. Away we go. All right, well, it's great to be seen, but sometime in May, David, we wish you all the best for your independent tilt for the ACT Senate and um, who knows, next time we'll talk to you, we'll have to call you honourable. Who knows? Thanks. Thanks so much, guys. Good to chat. All day breakfast. Or would you look at the time? That's the end of another big episode of All Day Breakfast. Thank you very much for joining us. And please, if you want to message us about anything you heard in the show today, matt.and.alex on Instagram or hit us up on mattandalex.com.au. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.